Welcome to Ghostly. Is Bran Castle haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week, except for right now that we are weekly, but this is the last of the weekly. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. What's been going on, Rebecca? Oh, man. Well, as you say, weekly episodes. It's been yeah, a busy month. It has. Super fun doing doing a lot of ghostly stuff. Yes, That's yes. It's really been the month. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I got the chance to do two improv shows, horror-based improv shows, uh, with Memoriam Development, uh, which we belong to, um, and we love working with them. Um, and that was just amazing. The first one ended up being about puberty. <laughs> and the second one was, a, I channeled my inner Ed Warren and I was a demonologist. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh I was I was able to see uh the shows and they were they were very good. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I good. I enjoyed them. Um yeah, horror, horror improv uh was was better than I thought it was going to be. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, they go together. <laughs> <laughs> um so we don't have any shout outs in this episode, but there are two ways you can get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. We always prefer the five-star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. The second way, do you know the second way? I, I do. Okay. Is to uh, buy us a coffee. Um, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast or go to ghostlypodcast.com and just click on the little buy me a coffee thing that shows up on the bottom of the screen. Or there's a buy us a coffee in the menu, I believe. Oh, too. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> um, but we we did get some actual mail. We did get some snail mail this week. Um, yeah. And I, I don't even I haven't gone back to see if there's any more. But thank you guys so much. It's so exciting to get a little Halloween card. Absolutely. And we did get a story, which I'm so sorry because usually those get priority, and they and it will. Um, probably next time. Um, but we I, we have one we have to finish. Um, this week yeah. from last week, but uh, very exciting. And the best part too, someone and I I don't I'm not naming names just because I don't know if this person is has approved that or not. And I haven't even just a hundred percent confirmed that it is from this person, even though I'm sure that it is because who else would it be from? Uh, but anyways, <laughs> sent us a candle, a ghostly castle candle i mean yeah. like i don't even know how it could even be better and it's purple and it's fantastic so, yeah light it up exciting yeah i know yeah. i'm waiting for the halloween <laughs> uh so yeah we we've had a pretty good uh last week yeah, yeah. so we, we really appreciate all the ghostly love uh we love our listeners and uh thank you so much absolutely and you you do have listener mail i do have listener mail yeah. uh and and an apology um to analia i i don't know where uh how i i missed the last part of that name there last time so uh thank you analia for your story thank you analia and i'm very excited to finish our story so you know last week we had um Remember the blue marks on the neck? Yes, I, right? I remember. remember that. So we had some paranormal things happening to Analia in this apartment. Um, so let's continue the story. Let's. 
It wasn't until much later that I found out my mom was having her own experiences in the apartment. Her friend was over hanging out, and somehow we ended up talking about if you believed in God, then you had to see some truth in other paranormal things, etc. It took a ghostly turn. Oh, good job. Uh, And my mom brought up the blue streaks, and I would jump in with my part of the story. Then she started talking about how one Sunday morning, she was up before me and in the kitchen making coffee and reading her Bible before church. The kitchen was set up like a rectangle room. There was an entrance from the dining room into the kitchen. Then you would walk straight across towards the laundry room, and to your left, there was an entrance to the hallway. My bedroom was across the hall. She said that she was standing by the counter next to the hallway entrance and laundry room, looking down at her coffee. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw me walk by and called out, oh, you're up? I was never up early, ever, so that surprised her. (sighs) I mean, you were a teenager. That's totally normal. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't answer her, so she walked out of the kitchen and didn't see me in the hallway. She came to my room and saw that I was still sleeping. She got freaked and went right back to her Bible. At the end of my mom's story, I'm shook. I tell her about how I was also seeing things out of the corner of my eye. I tell her about my bed shaking, and she one-ups me and tells me how one night she felt something sit at the end of her bed. It was common practice for me to go in my mom's room and hop on her bed and enjoy some cable or DVR show. She rolled over to look, but no one was there. She said she didn't want to think about it, so she went back to sleep. Brave woman, because it couldn't be me. Even with the experiences, we never felt unsafe. It just became part of the routine. But we didn't delve into it any deeper than sharing our stories with each other. Mom didn't want any energy put into it, which is why we ignored it. My mom believed that whoever, whatever it was, didn't mean any harm. And as long as it stayed out of our way and we it, we could coexist in the apartment together. I have not had any experiences since. Does this make me a believer or skeptic? I do believe, but I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to prove that either. (laughs) Could our experiences be explained with reason? Probably, but we never want to fully know either or. Thank you so much for reading, Analia. Thank you, Analia. We really appreciate that. And uh, that makes me think about something. Do you believe that if you believe in the Bible that you have to believe in paranormal? I don't know. I think there's a... I think if you are a religious person, then you most likely, depending on the religion, of course, but uh, most likely believe in some sort of life after death. Um, I Mm -hmm. think that can be interpreted in a lot of ways. So some people might believe that some of that is uh, involves things that could still be happening on earth. Other people might think that's sacrilegious. So I, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I would say that there absolutely could be people that believe in the Bible that don't necessarily believe that there are ghosts still on, on Earth. Well, there, So I'm not going to say that that's a universal statement. Sure. But there are some paranormal events that happen in the Bible. Uh, sure. I mean, I guess if you want to interpret them that way, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, there's a couple of resurrections. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, maybe one day we should do an episode on that. Probably I'm going to say no what? to that one, but we'll see. We'll the paranormal see. events in the Bible. To debate the Bible? Mm. I don't, that, <laughs> we want to keep our listeners, I okay, think. Okay. <laughs> but thank you so much again for your story. We yeah. really appreciate it. So how do people 
get us a story Absolutely. if they have one. Yeah. So send us an email at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form at ghostlypodcast.com. Uh, or you can actually send us a mail, something in the mail, which again, I'm so excited. We're, we've got some of that. Uh, P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And if you forgot all of that, don't worry. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and scroll to the bottom. Yeah, it's in the footer. Um, so this is always my least favorite part of the episode. It's my favorite part. The polls? The polls. Oh. We want to find out the answer. I don't want to find out. I want to live thinking that, you know, I'm always right. And yeah, (laughs) that everybody agrees and everyone's happy. I like it. And you Mm -hmm. know what? Um, It's been really fun this this month because uh, we're keeping the polls open, um, though they're going to be closing, um, you know, coming up soon. I'm not sure exactly when we're going to close them, but we're we're closing in on the final. Yeah. Um, But we want to talk about uh, Casa Loma. Let's get a little glimpse into where we are so far. One one week in, uh, we've got yes. 38.5% 38.5% and no, 61.5%. Oh, my. So we need to close the polls right now. Uh, no, we still have another <laughs> week for everyone to vote out there. How yeah. was our rating? Uh, it was at 4.15. So that's pretty high for compared to the yes versus no. That's why it's so interesting to see that. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I seem to see when it's a when it's a no, which there's not many of them. <laughs> it seems to be like three or four. Yeah, though it's, sometimes it's been yes and been four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we will recap all of what's going on in the polls at the end because I want to talk about every single one of the polls. We have the Enfield. Mm-hmm. We have. Um, we have Conway, we have Edinburgh, we have, well, Casaloma, we just gave that. Yeah. So it's the so most up-to-date I can get on there that There you one. go. Yep. All right. So this is the last of our Haunted Castle series. Yay and aw. Yeah. I mean, not to say we won't ever do a Haunted Castle again. Oh, we will. <laughs> there's so many. I found so many amazing ones prepping yeah. for this month. There, there's, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Uh, but did we save the best for last, Rebecca? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this place is um, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I know that the pronunciations are going to be rough in this episode. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to forgive us. Yeah, please. Um, there's, uh, there's. Yeah, I Romanian, mean, German. Yeah, and they uh, have all the symbols above some of the vowels <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be bad. I'm so sorry, <laughs> especially for a- anyone that is Romanian or uh, German. I think we could do the German mostly, we'll but see. but yeah, who knows? Yeah, I <laughs> I I apologize in advance. Uh, let's hear that ghost story. Oh sure, absolutely. All right. I cannot believe what happened last night. Our paranormal team was allowed to stay overnight and investigate Bran Castle. 
called the home of Dracula. Now, there are questions of how closely it's actually related to the man or the character, but no matter what, it's haunted. We've never experienced so much paranormal activity in one night before. Sam and I booked this a few months ago and got Tamara to come along because she is one of the most sensitive people we know. Paranormally sensitive, that is. We got in an awesome tour and then they locked us in. We started exploring on our own, just carrying some EVPs and trying to talk to spirits and get a feel for the place. We got lots of hits. And it's not like this place is full of electricity. And it seemed like every photo had some orb or light anomaly in it. Okay, not every photo, but a lot of them. But the most amazing part happened when we sat and held a seance in the torture room. This place was home to so much tragedy. We figured that it might be a likely place to make contact. We set up a spirit box and a device that lights up when something walks in front of it. Then we all sat in a circle and called the spirits around us to communicate. Tamara had her eyes closed, and soon she started to talk to something. She was asking questions. Why are you here? Do you need help? What happened to you? I couldn't hear what she was hearing, but the spirit box did pick up words like help, blood, and out. I have never felt as cold of a chill as I did at that moment. When Tamara came back to us, she says she heard answers, but they were in Romanian and she couldn't really understand what they were saying. But she believed the spirit or spirits were struggling and it didn't seem like they could leave. I haven't had a chance to review the video evidence yet, but I'm convinced we'll find even more proof that even if Vlad himself doesn't hop Brain Castle, there are many other things that do. Wow, very good story. Thank you. Very good made-up story. There. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, based on... Like the idea, there's been a lot of paranormal investigations there, and not that this exact one happened, but uh, I think a lot of them like this. But I love in the ghost story that you seem to always squeak in a little bit of evidence there that I can't (laughs) debate. So, (laughs) well, no, we'll be. You're not saying it's not true, though. Well, you know, it's what it is. It's, yeah. I, I don't know what else to do. Oh, and we will definitely be talking about Dracula yes. in this episode. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get into the history. Sounds good. During this last year, things have been really tough for theater groups. Rebecca and I belong to a production company and theater group called Memoriam Development. Memoriam has several podcasts that we are often on, and several members have been on Ghostly, like Nick, Amanda, and of course, Bob from Bob After Dark. And we have also been in several of their live shows. Obviously, those couldn't happen this last year. So Memoriam has taken one of their most popular shows, the horror anthology Nightshade, and made it digital. 
They're available to everyone and you can access them at any time. They've been fantastically spooky, I, I gotta say. Right up our ghostly listeners' alley. Live theater is something close to our hearts and we can't wait to get back to it when we get the all clear. But until then, check out Nightshade and support this Chicago theater group that gives local talent a place to shine. And please consider showing some ghostly love and liking Memoriam Development on all the social medias to find out even more. Thank you. Memoriam Development. All right, we're back, and I'm going to preface uh, this history section uh, with a couple of notes that are noteworthy, I would say. Uh, Again, pardon my pronunciation during this history, (laughs) because this is going to be a brutal one as far as that goes. Um, But Brand Castle has been called Dracula's Castle. Yes, that is definitely what... uh, uh, if you if you look at any of the research on it, or if you're in the town itself, yeah, uh, I feel like that is what uh, they're going to talk about. Yeah, if you went there and you said, "Where's Dracula's castle?" They're going to point out Brand Castle. Yes. I would say, yes. Um, but all is not what it seems, Rebecca. Okay. So that's my preface to all this. All right, I like it. Uh, okay. And we're in what country? Uh, it changes. Oh, okay, good. All right, this is good. Times. So we're gonna we're gonna hear all about it. All right, let's 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 do it. Uh, currently, I would say it's in Transylvania, uh, which is Romania. Okay, there you go. Um, but it, <laughs> yeah, it changes. Uh, so in uh twelve eleven. So this is during uh the uh Crusades or shortly thereafter. Okay. Um, the the Teutonic Knights which was a Catholic religious order formed in Palestine during the 12th century by German crusaders, received Tara Barcia, uh, which was a country named after the Cuman tribe of Bursi. Uh, they received it from King Andrew II of, of Hungary. Um, that's why I say it was at one time something else and another time. Um, the purpose of this gift was to establish the... Teutons in the area and to defend the southeastern border of Transylvania from the Cumans and the Pichings. The Teutons erected a fortress in, in Bran or Bran. Yeah, but sorry. We're going to go all American on it and yeah. say Bran. <laughs> Bran Castle. You know, the thing about Bran is he's got the best stories. Yes, that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, it's Bran is a Slovakian name meaning gate. I'm Slovakian. Yeah. A little. I, I think I have some Slovakian blood in me as well. Yeah, I mean, more Czech. Maybe we're brother and sister. I, that would I explain a lot. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were driven away just 15 years later in 1226. Now, uh, this was a wooden castle and not the one that we see today. Okay. So it's kind of like at the previous 
iteration. Of yeah, the absolutely. Okay. Uh, the original name of the castle, Dietrichstein, or Lapis Theodirici in Latin. Uh, so we have Latin in this too. My God. Wow, you went a little crazy with all this. Yeah. Uh, Dietrich Stone seems to have been derived from Cumther, commander, and regional preceptor. Frater Theodiricus. Okay. Mentioned in a 1212 document. This Dietrich is the probable builder of the castle. Okay. This, I mean, it's, it is amazing that we even have documents going back to 1212. I, yeah. It's really amazing. But uh, what's, what's weird about these documents is that they, they're not specific to Brand Castle or Dietrich Stein. Mm. Uh, they just happen to mention it. It's like another document about something else that happens to mention gotcha. it. Gotcha. So there's no saying for sure exactly dates for that one. Uh, A 1509 document confirms that the Torsberg County had once belonged to Commander Dietrich of the Teutonic Order. Okay, so like we have confirmation that there was maybe a structure somewhere around there, and we have confirmation that this guy was in charge of that area. So therefore, it makes sense that if there was a structure there, they would have been the ones... That built that it. built it yeah. and ran it and all that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Gotcha. Uh, the first documented mention of Brand Castle is the act issued by Louis I of, of Hungary on November 19th, 1377, giving the Saxons of Kronstadt, <laughs> which is modern Brasov, uh, the, the privilege to build the stone castle at their own expense and labor force. The settlement of Brand began to develop nearby. Okay. So I love that they were given the privilege to spend their own money to build the castle and yes. their own laborers. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and Brasov. What an, what an honor. Yeah, right. Brasov <laughs> is a city in Transylvania, in Romania today. Just okay. Just as a <laughs> FYI. <laughs> FYI to <laughs> keep us on track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In uh, 1438 through 1442, the castle was used in defense against the Ottoman Empire and later became a customs port on the mountain pass between Transylvania and Wallachie. Although many castles of the time belonged to members of nobility, it has been established that Brand Castle was built almost exclusively for fortification and protection of German colonists in Transylvania. Okay, though, that is so interesting. I I mean, I did, you know, obviously in my own research, but uh, I had not read that. That is, uh, yeah, that yeah. they like built a castle to kind of keep this German colonists safe. Yeah, <sighs> it is. it is interesting because some castles are built for nobility and for people to live in and some are not yeah some are just built as a as a protection piece yeah yeah absolutely because i'm guessing Valch, i think it's like valcia or something whatever was probably uh i mean it's part of romania now but maybe that was even more german but they were kind of like on the transylvania i don't know i'm guessing so i should stop talking but it's all interesting yeah it's kind of funny because um as far as history goes, when you're in school, you don't learn that much about Romania and uh, its its important role in the Crusades. 
That is true. I mean, yeah. especially in America, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing in yeah, Europe, it, they probably do. Maybe, yeah, maybe in Romania, they learn <laughs> yes. about Romania or they just never talk about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, we, uh, yeah, we definitely get the, the Western European version of, of all of these stories for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so that brings us to Dracula. Dracula. Or Vlad Dracula, commonly known as Vlad the Third or Vlad the Impaler. Vlad Dracula. <laughs> okay, Dracula. thank you for that. <laughs> uh, he was born in November of 1448 and died in December or January of 1476 or 1477. Real exact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, their record keeping is not the best. Um, but did he really die? Ooh, right. Good question. <laughs> I mean, he might be undead. Right. right? He might have been quote unquote buried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he is often considered one of the most important rulers in Wallachian history and a national hero of Romania. Yes. Yes. That I have heard. He was very cruel against his enemies, though, mm -hmm. and became a character in some German speaking territories. In Russia, popular stories suggested that Vlad was able to strengthen central government only through applying brutal punishments. And a similar view was adopted by most Romanian historians in the 19th century. Uh, okay. So they kind of took, I mean, who knows, maybe he did other things, but the thing that people remember him for is his brutality. Yes. <laughs> um during during an infamous retreat from the Ottoman forces, Vlad III had the bodies of his enemies and his citizens alike impaled on large spikes in the field surrounding his country. Not only did his fondness for impaling his, his victims earn him the nickname Vlad the Impaler, it also ensured his survival during his retreat. And as the Ottoman forces returned home after seeing the grotesque scene, Vlad III had prepared for them. Yeah, I mean, definitely you can tell that, um, you know, he, because I had heard that too, that he didn't just kill uh, or impale um, military forces. You know, it was also also citizens yeah. and that just uh, certainly scares everybody. He's like, I'm leaving, so you, you guys are all dead. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, uh, how do we relate this with Dracula? That is the question, right? With with what we think of as Dracula. Obviously, his name had Dracula in it, or that was a title or something like that. Yeah, I think his last name was something. For, for, I, I've seen it spelled. It's spelled with a T, but it's pronounced with an F. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, but yes, yeah, so he definitely was referred to as Dracul he, or Dracula. Vlad the Impaler actually signed at least one document with, uh, again, about the documents, <laughs> but he signed one as Dracula. Yes. Vlad Dracula. Right. Um, okay. But how we get this correlation between what we think of as Dracula and that Dracula is Bram Stoker. Ah, You've heard of Bram Stoker, I have, yes. and it's not Bran Stoker; it's Bram. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, oh yeah, okay, no, Bram Stoker. Yes, Bram. Bram. Yeah, it is. Bram yes, Stoker. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bram Stoker used the Dracula name as his character, but the character was a mix of Vlad the Impaler and just pure fiction. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, 
uh, the meaning of Dracul is dragon. Ah. Order of the dragon. He was supposed maybe, to be a part of the Maybe he's a Targaryen. May, see, it's all coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Now, why am I bringing up Dracula in an episode about Bran Castle? Mm-hmm. That is the question I keep asking myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because the castle had long been one linked to his imprisonment after he was captured by the Hungarians in 1462. It was believed that he was imprisoned in Castle Bran. But historians now conclude that Vlad III was actually imprisoned in a fortress in Budapest. It is said by historians that Castle Bran was chosen to be the colloquial uh, location of Vlad III's imprisonment, as it is more haunting and dramatic-looking structure than other castles of the region. Historians and scholars alike have concluded that Vlad III likely never set foot in the castle. However, as there is a lack of written historical accounts, except for documents, obviously, (laughs) uh, from the region at the time, the idea cannot be completely discredited. Yeah, I mean, I've heard everything from he was in prison there for like a couple of days to he just probably was by the area a few times. Well. not even necessarily inside. We know for sure that he was in Bran. Like the town. The town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. We don't know if he went. We don't know for sure if he was actually in the castle. Exactly. And because it was not a house of nobility, there'd be no reason for him necessarily to be there. It was just a fortification for defense only. Right. And he had his own place too. Yeah. I mean, I think he hop, skipped, and jumped along uh, <laughs> Romania and Hungary a lot. Well, there's another, and I and I don't. We will certainly, maybe someday, we'll do an episode on it. But I and I don't know that I can't remember the name of it. But there is another castle area of it's it's only it's only ruins now that they believe more was like if anything his castle. I mean, he still only stayed there a few years. But, yeah, yeah. But Castle Bran was neither a friendly place for Vlad the Third to visit, nor was it under his rule. Oh, okay. Like that wasn't even his territory. Nope. Gotcha. Nope. Uh, with the 1920 Treaty of Tryon, Hungary lost Transylvania and the castle became. So, again, that's why I'm saying, where's Transylvania at? It's really <laughs> difficult depending upon what year it was in. That's true. Uh, and the castle became a royal residence for the first time mm-hmm. within the Kingdom of Romania. After being given to the royal house by the Saxons of Kronstadt Brasov, uh, who had no more use for it and no interest in financing the time-damaged property, became the favorite home and retreat of Marie of Romania, uh, who ordered its extensive renovation. So it probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Oh, yeah. She definitely saved it. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, conducted by the Czech architect Karl Zendik Liman. I yeah. hope I said that right. Again. Sorry, Sorry, Karl. relatives yeah. past of mine that I don't remember. <laughs> but yes. So the castle was inherited by her daughter, Princess Eliana, who ran a hospital there in World War II. It was later seized by the communist regime, and it expelled all of the royal family in 1948. In 
this is kind of interesting. Okay. So the communists took it over mm-hmm. in 1948 uh, after World War II. Mm. And, um, but in, so we're going to jump ahead a little bit. And in 2005, the Romanian government passed a law allowing them to be able to claim the property again. Um, oh, like things that were kind of taken from people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Such as Bran. And thus, a year later, ownership of the castle was awarded to American, although his name doesn't sound American, <laughs> Dominique von Hasberg. Well, now, you know, in America, we have all kinds of names. Yeah, we do. So, And literally any name could sound American, I, in my opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just the von in front of yeah, it. Yeah, that's that true. The von is <laughs> typically, you wouldn't, yeah. Uh, and uh, later, you might not hear von in front of it because it comes and goes sometimes ah, with see. this. Um, but that was the son and heir of Princess Eliana. Very cool. So it all connects back. That's amazing that it came back to them. Yeah. I mean, except also you might be like, wait, I'm sorry. I just inherited a rundown, maybe potentially still castle Uh in the middle of Romania. Like, (laughs) could you imagine that? Like, I I mean, I guess he's royalty. So he probably grew up kind of knowing that was like a thing. But it sounds like one of those movies where you like yeah. <laughs> they take someone from america and put him in some european country as a king yep. all of a sudden no nope, but i i you know what i bet there's john john goodman was in one of those wasn't I, he oh i yeah maybe i don't yeah. know i just know there are like a lot of hallmark movies well, yeah. hallmark movies have that kind of plot so mm. yeah mm-hmm. but <laughs> let me say this okay. it was not easy though okay because it's had some tough legal battles uh as the romanian parliament disagreed with this whole thing i can understand why they might be like yeah let's not give it a whole castle to this american yeah um but the courts of romania uh it's actually called the Const- uh, constitutional courts of uh, of romania very fancy uh rejected this and made sure the castle is still owned by by now Archduke Dominic and his sisters. Well, um, I'm glad the sisters get names and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're part of I this. would have put their names in this, but they are very hard to pronounce. <laughs> Dominic was was a lot easier for me to pronounce. I see, I <laughs> see. Okay. So that that's on me. Okay, all right. They do have names. <laughs> their names are there if you want to know them. Okay. But I can't pronounce them, so they're not in the history. Then. All right. N- not a pat fact. Uh, on June 1st, 2009, uh, the Von Hasbergs, or Hasbergs. Habsburgs. 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 I would say that three times. Habsburgs. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, opened the refurbished castle to the public. Uh, as the first private museum in the country and presented it uh, collaboration with Brand Village, a joint strategic concept to maintain their prominent role in the Romanian tourist circuit and to safeguard the economic base in the region. That's fantastic. You know, that yeah. they like took this and they're like, no, no, like we're not here to mess anything up. Let's make this even better. Let's bring people to this area. Let's open it up. Um, I have heard that it, it is filled with just a lot of Romanian history. 
You know, that yeah. Queen Marie, again, was really love this place, love this castle. And I'm sure her mm-hmm. son and daughters, you know, heard a lot about that. And uh, and they, I've heard that it's just, you know, filled with a lot of, um, not even just stuff from the castle, but just kind of the well, these are These are the grandchildren of her. Oh, sorry, grandchildren. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I thought you said the son. I'm so, oh, son of Princess Ileana, who was the daughter. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yes, grandchildren. But still, <laughs> still. Um, and then I actually saw an article do you know what it was most recently used as i mean it's still a tourist thing and i've i've watched a lot of very recent paranormal investigations but what it was also used as no uh a vaccination site oh nice yeah you imagine getting vaccinated (laughs) in a castle i mean they said it really worked they're like yeah you can come see the castle and and like spend time there and we'll give you a vaccination wow yeah that's that's pretty awesome yeah um now i will say that uh, they do kind of exploit the whole Dracula connection. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I watched a lot, you know, a lot of videos and um, read a lot of things, interviews with people that work there. And and they are very clear. Like when you actually ask them and talk to them about it, like it, they say like, you know, we don't have any evidence. You know, we think maybe he was imprisoned here. And And I think the bigger thing that they talk about is that they believe that Bram Stoker was inspired in part for his book by images that he saw of Bran Castle that, um, that, you know, he, at that time, you know, he was looking for inspiration and it's not that he wasn't looking at a lot of different things. Um, but there was a, um, um, like a, a draw, not a drawing is a little bit more, but like a print, I guess I'll say of the castle, that he that a friend of his says that he showed him and that you know it was part of his inspiration i would say it was probably a painting because um it doesn't really resemble much of and i know we've already talked about this uh from my research it doesn't resemble the bram stoker's dracula castle but if it was a painting, then I could see something like that inspiring him. Yeah. Well, again, I well, I think there was a couple of things out there. And I, he wanted to put it in Transylvania, not Val, the other one, the other region, um, because it sounded scarier to be in Transylvania. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then... And it rhymes with Pennsylvania. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I did read and I didn't... I'm sorry, I didn't put it in my notes for this episode, but there, there is a... Uh, one of the chapters in there, I read a description that I, I, I can see how you might say it was inspired. So a- anyways, again, is it a tenuous connection? Yes. Um, but that is kind of more even what they hang their hat. You know, it's like Vlad the Impaler did live in or, or pass through the area for sure. And that Bram Stoker, you know, they feel was inspired at least in part by the castle. Yeah, but they do use that to draw people in. Oh, Now, yeah, once absolutely. once they're in... There's not much about Vlad there. Right. Well, there's a lot of Dracula merch. I love merch. that name, Vlad. Yeah. There's a lot of Dracula merch on the on the way to the castle. Let me oh, assure I'm sure. You. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure I'm you sure can get yourself a cool. cape or uh, you yeah. know, a little bat or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. And then when we return, we can get to the debate. Let's do it. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic? 
Or for those who need it, hashtag Team the Middle. It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like Microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the Ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. Rebecca, um, I actually thought before the debate, we could talk a little bit about uh, how you come up with the evidence that you present in Ghostly. So I know that, you know, we limit it to like three to five pieces of evidence because otherwise the ev- this would it would be three, four hours long. We would be hardcore history. <laughs> we would be. Which I love that podcast, but it serves its purpose, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, we don't want to be arguing for three to five hours. Well, especially you know? because a lot of the times the, you know, things are similar. So yeah. it just would be repetitious. Yeah. yeah. So how do you go about um, figuring out which pieces of evidence that you want to use? Is it credibility, you think? Oh, I, I certainly think credibility is one of them. Um, it, you know, it really depends on the story. So sometimes it's about giving the kind of common mo- or most most common, most told mm, stories okay. about a place, right? So this is the one that people most commonly talk about so that's associated. Sometimes that's part of your history. So then we can kind of do something different, you know, in the sure. <laughs> in the debate part. But oftentimes it's the things that are, are the most common stories. Uh, and then I also uh, am always on the lookout for any paranormal investigations that ah, put yeah. out their documentation. Um, there's not always a lot of those. Honestly, I think they kind of, they'll just mention things that they found, but they don't always post um De- or they don't always post details, uh, and I actually it's I think called the deets. The deets. Um, so, it, it, anyways, it just it can be. I think people like to keep their like to keep their their proprietary details secret sometimes. Sure. Um, so they don't want to share things. But, now, is yeah. there ever pieces of evidence that you're just like, nope, I don't believe this, so I'm not going to use this? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Or there's just not enough backup to it. And I will say, there's been times where you know. Um, it's just, again, all I can say is that this is what a lot of people claim. Um, you know, I can't, uh, without going and doing paranormal investigations myself, it's really, it is more me reporting what others have found. Um, which but that's you found, what we do. Which I you mean. found you don't 
especially like paranormal investigations. I, I, man, oh, everybody. I mean, like, you know, we'll do it on occasion, but I just really do not have the patience. I I think we talked about this a little bit with Jack. Yeah. uh, Our Rothhouse episode, you know, kind of being a, being like a, a wildlife photographer where you're, you're out there just waiting and waiting all day and maybe you get one thing. And I, if that, if right? that, and I really don't have that patience. So I, I appreciate all of my sources, all of these wonderful people out there doing these investigations. And then I get to share what they found. And and I really hope that, uh, that you go to our website, go to ghostlypodcast.com and go to the page for the episodes. Uh, I, we create a post for each one and on there are all of the sources that we use um, there's often um, really great articles, really great um, YouTube videos. So a lot of great sources out there. And um, I, I, I hope everybody goes and checks them out. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up, too, is um, this hasn't happened recently, but uh, sometimes we get people say, well, you didn't talk about this or you didn't talk about that. And it's because we are going for a mixture of credibility and um um, repetition. Yeah. Popularity, credibility. And that is true. I mean, sometimes there's just so many stories about a place that I, I do have to edit and make choices. Um, and so part of that is like, do I think this is the most interesting story people are going to want to hear about? Or it is sometimes like, yeah, well, this is a story that actually has some bit of credibility to it because there's a photo or there's something else, whereas maybe another story that, yes, people do tell that story, but I wasn't able to find as much evidence for that, so I'm going to pick the one that has evidence. Uh, But, you know, the interesting thing is that we might have a platform to be able to talk about more of the evidence at a later date. That is true. That is yeah. true. Is another another hint. We've, yeah, we've given a couple hints lately. So absolutely, more, more details to come. All right, so let's get into the debate. <laughs> we've talked enough. We've talked enough. So I just want to preface this uh, by acknowledging that uh, <laughs> you know, as we've said, we are pretty sure that um, Vlad the Impaler himself did not um, necessarily go to the castle. However, um. I am going to start with a piece of evidence about that, just because I thought this is interesting. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, but 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 I, the majority of of any paranormal activity or hauntings that are happening at this castle uh, are not. Most investigators are not claiming that it's Vlad himself, right? They believe that it's other. Can we just names. call him Dracula? Dracula, uh, <laughs> Dracula himself. They they really. You know, there were plenty of other people that uh, soldiers in this castle, people died, uh, plenty of torture, prisoners, all sorts of things over the years. So it doesn't, this place can be haunted without it being Dracula. Okay. (laughs) All right. But here we go. First piece, though, is related to Vlad. Um, So this is from journalnews.com. And this is actually last month. So September of 2021. Mm. Um, This year, um, and they do this every year, they do the world's largest ghost hunt is a a thing that happens. Um, And basically, paranormal investigators all over the world do investigations on the same day to kind of raise awareness for paranormal investigations. Um, And this year, there was one that happened at Brand Castle. Um, while they were in the torture room, which is again, it's a museum, so it's just, it's not necessarily 
the the only room they did torturing or you know whatever it's just it's a room where or they, we're not even claiming that they actually did torturing in this room in this room right it's just that they this is the this is where they display the display, torture yes. equipment but these were devices that were used on people yeah for sure yeah okay um so they have a rack <laughs> you know an iron maiden all, all sure. those things dating dating back to the 1400s excellent <laughs> so the lead mm. investigator uh was a Mar- Marjorie um and she or Mark, I might not be pronouncing that right, but that's what I'm going to say. Um, and she believes that she actually did communicate with Vlad. So this was the only person I could find <laughs> that actually okay. did think she talked to Vlad. So she was holding dowsing rods in each hand and asked a series of yes or no questions. So, you you know, the, the dowsing rods would go outward for yes and inward for no. She told the ghosts. Um, is Sepesh there? Now, we haven't used that name yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Sepesh is, is supposedly Vla- like his actual name is like yeah. Vlad Sepesh. Yeah. Um, and then uh, supposedly Sepesh's spirit. And, oh, by the way, there's a lot of lads in Romania. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lots of lads. Uh, is Sepesh there? She asked. Sepesh's spirit allegedly answered yes by moving the dowsing rods out. Uh, Marjorie asked uh, Sepesh to spin the rods if he was once imprisoned there. The rods spun fast. She asked Sepesh to answer yes or no to whether or not he used the castle as a military output, uh, outpost. The rods moved inward to say no. So there you have it, Marjorie said. Sepesh was only imprisoned there. Um, asked if she believes that it was Sepesh's ghost communicating with her, Marjorie said, I think it's a good possibility, yes. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to say about this is there's going to there's be a couple of things. First of all, um, the historians don't, don't support that he was in prison there. So the answer for that is more than likely wrong. Um, but also... Dowsing rods, I have a lot of trouble with that. Out of all the paranormal equipment that I've seen, that is the one that I would believe the least, probably. Interesting. Well, I mean, you've used dowsing rods. Yeah. And do you I have. believe them? They're super interesting. I mean, that's to me so primal. Like you could you know you're not doing anything anything in those things move it's crazy but they also work for finding water yeah i'm not debating the water finding (laughs) although i have seen that it's not the most accurate way to find water (laughs) but um so that i'm going to debate we don't often have dowsing rod evidence so yeah no we don't we don't i just you know to me that is the most primitive and the least telling that there is actually something there it could be like maybe there was a water source or something i don't know (laughs) i don't know but it's to me it's like the lesser of the uh, possible paranormal equipment okay so what's your your rating on this one then well given that uh, i do not believe that vlad or dracula was was there um and um that he said he was imprisoned there which historians have pretty much debunked that i'm going to have to say zero on this one mm. now i don't think that it's quite as debunked as you make it seem like i from what 
I've read like it's definitely possible he was there, but they don't believe it was for very long. And I don't believe that he was tortured there. So while I do believe that she may have made contact with a spirit who might have been fronting themselves <laughs> as Vlad, uh, I I don't think that it was him. I you know I do think that again it could have been a spirit she was communicating with, but I don't think it was him. So okay, what so, is your rating? So my rating is actually going to be a four. A four, yeah, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. Again, like it's not a zero because I do think she was talking to somebody, but. Um, yeah, I don't think it's what she thought it was. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that it could just be a spirit lying. Yes, because they do um, that. But I mean, again, I have to go with what I with what evidence is presented to me, and I'm going to say that I mean, here's the thing. You're never gonna be able to prove something a hundred percent, and I'm never gonna be able to debunk something a hundred percent. Yet you give it a zero. But I am pretty, pretty <laughs> confident about this. That just has to do with my confidence level. I see, I see. All right. Next piece of evidence. So I'm gonna talk about Sam and Kobe. They are an amazing paranormal investigator YouTube channel. Again, the link is going to be in our show notes. Please check it out. They they really are super fun. They're just young guys. And uh, um, I've watched some of their, their other videos as well. Um, and uh, this, and interestingly, they are doing, um, obviously, I guess it's not interesting. It's un- understandably, they're doing a ton of episodes this month for the Halloween time. Um, so they use it's like, I don't know how to spell it, but it's like the SC's mem- method, um, something like that. And it's it's one that I've seen before when we did um, the um, the case in L.A. with the hotel. My brain is totally going crazy with the girl who they thought. Yeah. Anyways, that one um, that uh, where you like cover you cover the person's eyes and cover their ears. So mm-hmm. they like it's noise canceling. Like they cannot see, they cannot mm-hmm. hear anything. And then the people on the outside or in sorry, and they're holding, sorry, they're holding a spirit box and there they have headphones with the, all they hear mm-hmm. is the spirit box. And then the people on the outside who on the outside, on the outside of the headphones are asking questions of the spirits mm-hmm. and then they're getting the answers, but they don't hear the questions being answered. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I saw Bob do this once. Oh, interesting. At a place in Indiana. Uh, I watched a video of it. I didn't go with him to do that. But, gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, well, so I'm not done. So they oh, okay. did this, right? And so while they were doing this, they believe that they made contact with Astrogi. Astrojoy, I've heard pronounced a couple ways. This is a Romanian spirit. This is the na- a name that they have in Romania for a spirit. Okay, I, this is this might get a little gross. So if you need to turn away, I understand. Okay, I'm gonna turn away. Okay. Um. So basically, they believe that these are, and here's another reason where the whole Dracula things comes from. Okay. So they believe that if a bad person, a person with a bad soul, dies, and if you don't bury them deep enough, they can come back and haunt the family. Okay. They're so like they're they're descendants basically. So why was this why was there a grotesque warning? Okay, for this? so here's oh, okay. the thing. The only way to destroy the stroji is to dig the body up. Mm. Just like dismember it. And then the family 
has to eat the heart. Now, okay, so this is something that happens not just there. It it happens in some other countries too, and I, I've seen it. And there was um, actually in some South American countries, I want to say, um, where where they have to eat the entire person. Oh, okay. This is not that. Yeah, but they eat the heart. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. And, and also, this goes back to, um, like, there was a lot of cases that people believed in vampires at this time. Right. And so they would do unusual things. Except that there was a case in 2005 of this happening. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tradition that yeah, they still it's a, it's a thing. But anyway, well, so also too um in some cultures when a warrior would kill another warrior or even an animal or something like that, they would they would eat the heart and that was like you would you would get the essence of that person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like some of their power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, I mean, I don't think this is a widespread practice happening anymore I, at all, um, you know, and certainly and anyways. But the stroji, though, the concept of that is like evil spirit, like a demony evil spirit, like a someone that was a bad soul. So they believe that through this method, they were talking to one of these evil souls through a spirit box. Um, and basically that while they were doing this, they had a conversation with the spirit who said they were trapped in the castle that they, you know, had been imprisoned there, tortured there and, uh, was not, they were not allowed to leave the castle. Mm. That's what the spirit said. Well, I, I did not see this video. This was, it was a long video. It was like an hour. So I, it's okay. I mean, but I'm just saying that I didn't see the video. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that as proof against anything. I'm okay. just saying that I didn't see it, so I can't argue, um, you know, different aspects of it that I that I would probably do. Um, but I can say that I I believe that there's a lot of bad people that have been buried that kept their heart in them, <laughs> uh, although they do remove a lot of the organs when they when they embalm so mm, but gotcha. there but there has been a lot of bad people that have been buried mm-hmm. that have their hearts still in them that there's no signs of haunting so i'm i'm gonna go low on this one but i am gonna give it a two because i haven't seen the video yeah it is really and this is where in my story too where i got the blood and that some of those crazy things and uh again there were other things that happened during their investigation we just have to you know keep it Keep it to a minimum, um, but it's a super, super interesting thing. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it's the Cecil Hotel. I don't know where my brain that, was. That's it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we talked about it in that episode yeah. as well. Okay. Um, so what's your rating? So, oh, you said yeah, four, I'm, right? Or I'm, two, I'm sorry, No, two. I didn't say four. I, didn't I said two. Up. Two, two. And I would bet that had I watched the video, I would probably be lower. <laughs> Yes. That's what I'm willing to bet. Okay. But, probably. But I can't say for sure, so I'm going to say two. You're going to say two. All right. Uh, I give this one a seven. Seven. Yeah, okay. definitely more um, uh, more convincing for me. 
the, mm. the first one. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number three. We Now, this is our most famous ghost. So this is okay. an example of, I'm going to mention the one that is the, the most uh, commonly mentioned, and that is of Queen Marie herself. Um, so going back to our heart thing, but this one in a positive sense, supposedly her heart is buried at the castle. As she said, her heart would always belong to it. Remember, she was forced to leave uh, and she she really loved it there. So um, there are claims of people seeing her walking around the castle, especially in her former room, which they, they kind of kept um, set up. Hmm. Um, well, okay. So I have not seen any credible reports that her heart is buried at the castle. Um, I have heard legend of it, but that's just one of those kind of things, you know, that people would do that. Um, the claims that people see her walking around the castle, especially in her former room, uh, I'll, I'll speak to that. This castle has a very spooky vibe to it. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. But... I am going to say that it was constructed in a manner that now we attribute to spookiness. I don't think there's any actual reason for it being spooky other than if we were to paint a picture of a castle that we would imagine would be spooky, it would probably be... Actually, it probably wouldn't look at all like this, but... (laughs) If I was to paint this picture, I would say, and I'm not a painter. I don't know why I keep bringing a painting. Um, but if I was to paint this picture, I would probably say, wow, that's a spooky looking castle. Um, just because it, you know, has that architect, you know, has that design, has that feel. Um, so I think that people, when they go into these things, are automatically paranormal triggered. So they're like, Oh, this is going to be spooky. We're going to see something. And you go into Bran Castle and you've heard the stories of Dracula. And as as much as you don't believe it, you still go in there hoping for something to be a little bit more on the creepy, spooky, paranormal side. So I'm going to attribute it with that. It's hypersensitivity. I see. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is one where it seems it seems possible she's there but i i don't know again i couldn't find any specific stories of people saying well i think there were there i think i read maybe a couple that they claimed during like a more of a seancey thing that they they spoke with her but there to me there are so many spirits kind of goes back to the vlad one where i couldn't tell you if it was this person you know i mean do i think there was a spirit probably um but i don't know if it was this person um there is by the way we (laughs) haven't mentioned it yet but just to mention it there was a really cool like secret passage (laughs) that goes from the first floor to the third floor so that again for fighting purposes that you could sneak on your enemies that way but do you really have a castle if you don't have a secret passage exactly I mean, if it's a castle and there's no secret passage, is it a castle? Right. I think that's a fair question. Um, so I'm going to give this one a five. Okay. I think I'm gonna, a little bit more than the other one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go zero on this one, and I was leaning towards like if I can give a half point, I would. Um, just because I can't verify for sure if her heart is buried there, but reading about her life, um, I've seen nothing that is credible that 
says that it definitely is. Okay. So, but if I could give a half point, I would. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead with our last piece of evidence here, which is uh, from the blog Really Haunted. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty cool name. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it's written in the first person, but I could not find a name. So oh, it just okay. says Really Haunted. But uh, they claim to have had personal paranormal experiences at the castle. Um, and the, and I felt like those represent all the other multitude of claims. Again, you know, as always, I don't have the we don't have the time for me to list out all the different ones, but but this is um, kind of representative. So while they were there, they felt that they saw things that moved on their own, and that people in their party were unwell until they left the castle. And I know that's kind of two things, but I put it in there. Okay. Um. All right. Let's try to picture and you know i don't know the people from really really haunted and this is nothing personal okay uh, about them Mm -hmm. um but let's try to picture that we are that we are the writers of this blog okay really haunted.com i'm imagining i think so yes okay um so we have this business and this business is providing blog posts about really haunted spots. And we take a trip to Transylvania to go to Brand Castle. And let's say we find nothing. Was it was it worth making the trip? I think probably. I mean, well, you, but can you can still talk about the haunted stories it really, there. It really wasn't haunted. You know, it's like you can't you can't say that in there. So I, I'm going to say that uh, I I question their their interest in this mm. because I mean it's a blog called really really haunted but that I mean that sounds super cool I would love to check that out and I'm going to after this episode but it's just I don't know if they could publish a blog post that wasn't really haunted. I'm going to be interested to <laughs> to to look to see if there is any there, though. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just the way you said that was really funny. Um, yeah. All right. So, what to what? What are you giving this one? I'm going to have to go zero on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it's really haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that I believe it's really haunted. I'm saying the blog is called Really Haunted. <laughs> You're going right. to take some sound bites of this I... and and have me saying, Brand Castle is really haunted. <laughs> that, ooh, I should do that. Uh, <laughs> Too bad you don't do the editing I know, the I don't do the editing. Um, all right, guys. So I am going to give this one a six. So Six. it's okay. not quite as up there as the other um, the other investigators, uh, but um, but no, I, I honestly like I this was just a piece that I picked, but there were there were many um, that I could have, and uh, there's been a lot of um, paranormal investigations even recently um, there, and I'm sorry, but this place too old, too much war, too much torture, too much stuff. Uh, again, I don't know that we know exactly the names of the ghosts that are there, but no part of me. Anyways, I should save some of this from my closing argument. But well, um, Rebecca, but, would you say that this is paranormally investigated often? Uh, it's it seems like it. I mean, at least somewhat frequently. But th- wouldn't that increase the amount of of um, 
bad intentions and uh, exploitation. So I don't view the world as like full of negative people. Like, I mean, so you could look at that a couple ways, right? Like you could say that it would increase your chances of getting people who might fake evidence. But you could also say that because it is a place with so much paranormal activity, investigators are drawn to it because they actually get results. They actually, you know, do experience things there. So, mm. I mean, I, it, I think that's a hard call to make. I don't know. It's like a 50-50 kind of thing there. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, if you, you know, if one out of every 50 investigations um, are fraudulent um, and you, you know, do 500 investigations, that's a lot more than someplace you would do 20 investigations. And, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, trying to weigh it out there. Something. All right. Um, so your overall rating, Rebecca. So my overall rating is going to be, is going to be a six. It's okay. it's not the highest that I've been. Um, but I, I, I do think it's haunted. All right. And how about for you? Uh, I'm going to surprise you and I'm going to go 10. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to go a one though. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Because I did give a two there because yeah. I didn't have enough evidence. So. Um, I, you know, I, I'm going to average out and I think the average would be a one. And you almost gave a half point. But we can't give a half point. I though, know, so, but yeah. you meant just as the average. I got yeah, you. Yeah. All right. That brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep Rebecca honest. And remember, uh, as we often say to people, we are the lawyers in this case. <laughs> we, you know, we represent our side and that's what we do. So, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? <laughs> Go vote. Yeah. Right? We have, you are the jury. You are the jury. So You're yeah. the judge. Yeah. All right, Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready. Oh, and where do they go vote? Oh, go to vote at uh, ghostlypodcast.com and click on polls. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Yeah, easy, easy. And now there's like a ton of polls up there for the season. Yeah. And in a couple of weeks, we'll remove some of them. Mm -hmm. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, and go. All right, I believe that Brand Castle is haunted. Uh, I do believe that there has been a lot of activity in this castle over the years, especially because it wasn't built as a residence. It was built as a as a fortress, as a place to fight. Um, soldiers were housed there. Torture happened there. Uh, it was a place of power. Um, and so I, there's no part of me that thinks that it's not full of energy that um, causes paranormal activity to happen. However, um, I'm a little bit lower on my score just because I don't think that it's necessarily haunted by Vlad himself um, as much as people want that to be the case. And I don't know that Queen Marie herself um, is there. Um, it, you know, I, I just, I don't know that we have evidence for those specific people, but I do believe that it's haunted. All right. And you finished with like five seconds to go there. Yeah. I don't cheat. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes, I okay, am. Okay, go. I find it interesting that in previous episodes, when there's been a lot of death at a certain location, that we've um, said the likelihood of it being haunted was higher. But then- Last week, when I bring up 
the possibility that because nobody died there, that it's less likely to be haunted that uh, some people have issues with this. And I'm just saying that um, nobody lived in this castle for a very long, long time until Queen Marie lived there. And um, I don't know if I can attribute too many deaths to this particular castle. It did serve as a defense and it did have some Ottoman uh, stuff, but I don't know if I can attribute it. But also it is marketed as Dracula's castle and they try to get people to come there based upon that. And that is a lie. So maybe the hauntings are a lie too. Ooh, just made that. Um, I think we got under Pat's skin a little bit with some of this stuff. I don't no, know. No, I just want to... I just feeling defensive here. Uh, you know what? I, I'm <laughs> I'm big into the fair. Fair is fair kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, like, you can come at me with whatever you got as long as you're willing to take that as well. Okay. And so, you, you know, give what you get. <laughs> and that's... That's how I live my life, I guess. All right. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. And you have helped us so much. We've grown so much in the last three years. So this is pretty much our three-year anniversary episode. It is, yeah. I mean, it's coming up on on Halloween, so it's an easy anniversary to remember. Yeah, absolutely, especially (laughs) for a paranormal podcast. Yes. Yeah. And... um. Man, it's been a great journey. I've enjoyed every single step of it, even, you know, the haters. Haters going to hate, right? (laughs) Um, I'm not saying that everyone is a hater that disagrees with me, though, because I think that sometimes it is out of love and sometimes it is out of respect that people disagree. It's great. As long as there's no name calling, it's all good. No, I I agree totally. But there has been name calling and there has (laughs) been fart stuff going on (laughs) and uh you know i just want to thank everyone and before i forget i want to wish everyone a happy halloween and happy Samhain for those that celebrated in that way and happy um veil of the world is at its thinnest whatever you want to call that (laughs) Uh, there's different names for that so yes and uh uh, we've got dia de los muertes coming so i mean so many um and we've lost a a lot of people um over the last couple years so um i think it's that's an important one too um i definitely think it it, you know it's good to take time to honor the dead yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Sorry if I if I interrupted you. Yeah, there. I was just gonna say so. Happy Halloween to everybody and uh, happy anniversary to us. It has been an amazing ride, and we have so many fun fun things planned for the future. I'm Absolutely. so excited. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go over some of the previous polls. Yeah, let's see where we're at. All right. right? Okay, so we're gonna go back to uh, let's actually go to Enfield first, um, okay. since that's the furthest back. Um, so now, last time you were winning this one, uh, it had been 50 50, I know, and then yeah. I do think I was winning at one point, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see where we're at. So we've got yes, 48.4 percent, and I'm no, jumping ahead, 51.6. So, yeah, I don't know. So, again, an overall of 4.71, yeah. Yeah. So again, go back, vote if you haven't yet. Uh, we want to hear your voice. You probably have another week. I'm gonna say probably or so. Well, we'll 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 see. But yeah, uh, get in there just in case. 
I mean, um, this one has been open for more than a m- month at this time. Yeah. So I think I might be closing it out soon. Yeah. So definitely get your vote in. Yeah. Um, Conway Castle, we've got yes, for 54.5% and no, Ooh. 45.5% and overall of 5.14. Okay. So just on the side of Haunted for that one, everybody. So I, I think that you're... You're expecting bigger numbers than we're ever going to see. For no, I love that rating. we're like, I, it, the longer we leave stuff up, the more 50-50 it seems no, to No, no, no. I'm saying the o- overall rating. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that you're, you're expecting to see bigger numbers I, than that. But it's it's two different opposing views that are giving numbers. So if one gives a 10 and one gives a 1, then it's a 5. Right. So, but am I wrong to say that we're on just the side of the haunted if it's 5.14? I think you are because I think that uh, you're never going to see an eight. So take that out of the equation. But again, I didn't say, so it's clearly, obviously haunted because they gave it a 5.14. I said, it's just this side of haunted, meaning like it's just a little bit on the haunted side instead of like four point whatever, it's five point whatever. So it's just over the haunted I personally don't think five is the median in this. Ah. I, I believe it's more like three. Okay, well, we're going to have to see how, how this Just goes. because of the polar um, voting. It's so you're saying if it's five, it's pretty haunted. Is I'm that, is saying that? that the people believe it is, it is, I, I don't know how to, I, I want to word this, uh, that they believe it's most likely haunted. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So he was, I, I thought you were telling me it wasn't haunted and now you're saying no, no. it's even more haunted. I love it. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Edinburgh Castle, we've got yes, 64.7% and no, 35.3%. Ooh. Yeah. So and that one. The overall haunted. for that is 5.41. So really haunted. No, I'm not saying saying I think it's really. I'm just saying that (laughs) I think the highest you're ever going to see is like a seven or so. I don't think you're ever going to see it eight, nine, ten. You know, unless I I just I I don't think it's possible with the way that this is figured out. So I think that this is definitely what the people believe is the most haunted so far. Absolutely. I'm so excited to kind of look back on Castle Month and and see see what ends up being the most haunted for sure. Absolutely. And that is, you know, a great uh, way that we can, you know, look at these kind of things. I mean, we could go Google what is the most haunted castle and we did. Oh, yeah. There's lots of lists of those. Yeah. And um, that's the thing. It's like, but I want to know, based upon the ev- evidence and the history, what people actually believe. Yeah, we, we care about what you, our listeners, think more than I, anything else. I believe even a true believer doesn't believe every single story. But I do believe that a skeptic never believes a story. Or hardly ever. I'll give it a hardly ever. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's what's interesting to see. Near death is my closest I'm yeah, going to get, I think. so. Uh, okay, so... We are done with our Haunted Castle month. Yeah, we hope this was a really fun uh, October for you and you got to do all sorts of fun Halloween-y things and be safe this weekend if you're listening to this before the actual Halloween weekend. Well, our next episode doesn't come out until November 10th because we're going back to bi-weekly. Yes. And that is an episode (laughs) that... uh, (laughs) 
I am mainly wanting to do for one particular person. One listener. And that's Kevin. So, <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for all of your support throughout this uh, last couple of years. We really appreciate you, and we appreciate you as a listener. And as, I mean, you promote us all the time. So why not do an episode on President Polk? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, there's definitely some ghost stories on this one on the president himself. So super yeah. excited to delve into that. I Are I you going to poke the Polk? I'm going to poke, poke the Polk. <laughs> Very, no, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I don't want to bother his, his ghost. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.